Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome to another episode of my podcast where I connect with spiritual leaders, starseeds and lightworkers to help you to connect with your higher self and also source to discover your truth and embrace the divine that you were designed to be. This podcast is aimed at helping you to discover the light both outside and within you and eliminate the fear that our 3D reality and our ego insists on pushing onto us. Now, once we discover who we truly are and we live from a place of love rather than fear, then we can start to ascend into those higher dimensions. Now, today I have a fantastic guest that I'm excited to bring to you whom I connected with instantly. Her name is Marika Nayan and she is a fifth generational shamanic healer as well as a results and performance coach. Now, after suffering from anxiety and depression 13 years ago, she began her own journey of self-discovery, which has led her to what she is doing today. Now, I'm going to let uh, Mar Marika go into this a little bit more detail. So I'm going to bring her on now. Hi, Marika. How are you going? Hi, Jan. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to be chatting to you because, like I said, when we when we spoke, we connected instantly and it was um, definitely something that I wanted to have you on the show to, to discuss your journey and to discuss what you're doing now because you being a fifth-generational shamanic healer, obviously, you've, you've been working with shamanic healing, but you also... Uh, work on transformation so I want to kind of touch a little bit on both of those so but before we do can you go into your story and how you came to be doing what you're doing right now yeah for sure Jen absolutely so quite a while ago I saw I um I sort of started my self-development journey I've always had that sort of holistic streak to to the way that I handle life I suppose mm -hmm. <laughs> and I never really understood where that came from um, until I realized the lineage in my family, yes. <laughs> past my grandmothers and their grandmothers. So it's actually quite a recent discovery that this runs in my family. I sort of thought I was the psychedelic sheep of the family there. <laughs> <laughs> Not the black sheep, the psychedelic sheep. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, along my journey, I sort of, I've always had this passion to help people mm -hmm. and to, um, to allow people to transform and just holding that space for them so that they can create those changes in life that they really desire. So that's what led me through to the results coaching and the performance yep. coaching. Um, so what is a bit of a holistic tweak. Yeah. So what is so when you talk about the results of the performance coaching, can we go into that in a little bit bit greater depth as to exactly what it means and and how like people like the sort of people that you have coming to you for this particular coaching? Absolutely. I get people from all different walks of life, all different ages, different, um, yeah, genders, ages and different walks of life in general. But I find that the um, transformational changes that they're looking are pretty much the same, mm -hmm. you know, so everybody is quite similar in that regard. Um, and I believe that a lot of it stems from a lot of soul wounding. So people with uh, old traumas, uh, that's the thing is everybody has a lot of um, past trauma, whether it's from this life or a previous life yeah. or even from a different um, a different time, time space, you know. So uh, a lot of these people, a lot of my clients come to me when they've got certain traumas that have sort of been hindering them for a long time and they yeah. just kind of are ready to kick them in the butt, you know what I mean? Just ready yep. to kick it out and just start living the life that they deserve, the one that they dream of. Um, so the way that we do this is it's basically NLP based. So a lot mm -hmm. of this um, stems from the NLP, 
Um, there's a bit of mind control technique as well from Jose mm -hmm. Silva, which is one of the most popular um, trends of the 80s for yes. self-development. So that's a big one. And it's uh, it's produced some incredible effects on my clients. Yeah, Fantastic. So and so, so that's working people. That's working with uh, more of the subconscious mind. And, yeah. and I think when you talk about soul trauma, um, where, like you said, it's not necessarily within this particular lifetime. And so sometimes it can be lifetimes and lifetimes ago. And I know myself after visiting the Akashic records and visiting some of my past lives, which by the way, I was actually a shamanic healer in one of my past lives. So I'm a lot yeah. like you where <laughs> I've actually always been a healer of some sort. It's, it's always been something that has been, um, has been a part of me. It's been part of my soul. But I think that how can somebody recognize that they've had this soul trauma? Because a lot of people, they will go, they'll go, I, I feel like I'm lost. I feel like I don't know where I belong, but nothing has actually happened in this lifetime to cause it. How may we know that it's actually something from a previous lifetime as opposed to something that's on within this particular span of time? Absolutely. Well, a really good clue for that, mm -hmm. uh, as I was doing my journeying through my sort of trial and error from my 20s, yeah. um, I learned that a lot of the things that we carry into this life mm. um, isn't necessarily from this life. Yeah. And usually the clues for that are you sort of notice it within your behavior, your trigger points. Mm -hmm. The triggers are the biggest thing that we can learn from to understand where things are coming from, why they're bothering us in that way. How long has this been bothering us? Mm -hmm. You know, and is it even rational? And a lot of the times where it's not rational, um, that's followed us from a different existence. And who knows how many more? Yeah. Um, because that's the thing. If the soul doesn't choose to learn the lesson, it just kind of follows you, you around. Have to, and, and, and you have to redo it. <laughs> more painful every time. Yeah. 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 That's that's the thing. I think that. Yeah, once you get to the place that you can start to recognize that our soul has a journey and yeah. we're, we're in each lifetime, we are here for our soul to expand and for our soul to learn the lessons that it needs to learn. And if we don't learn it in one lifetime, I'm sorry, we're coming back, we're going to learn it in another one because, yeah. because we all that source wants is to expand and, right. so, and source does that through us. So it's you know it's important that we start to as you said figure out what these triggers are I realized um you know I started feeling this sense of like guilt and shame which mm -hmm. I had no idea where it was coming from because it was nothing like I hadn't done anything to that I thought would cause it or anything like that but then when I went back and I looked at the past lives and I looked at um you know, my Akashic records. And I realized that stuff had happened in my past life, which I was still holding on guilt from. Yeah. And so it's important at that stage that we recognize it and we start to sort of like figure out ways to be able to let go of it. Now, if somebody is holding on to things like that, how do we start to help them to work through that so that they can finally let go of it? Honestly, it's all about awareness, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that the more aware people are of certain things about themselves, their own behaviours, um, the trigger points, the things that sort of cause them pain, yeah. um, being aware of where that comes from and being aware of how it affects us is mm -hmm. definitely the first step into journeying 
and finding out where that wounding stems from. Um, yeah. For example, in some of my coaching techniques, I actually run through a technique called soul retrieval. It's a closed yes. eyes, closed eye process. Yeah. Um, and that one is for those who aren't familiar with uh, soul retrieval or the concept of it. It's that when someone goes through a traumatic experience, then a part of their soul can actually take off in an effort to protect them and keep them functioning. Yeah. So the, the damaged part takes off, takes off and, um, and leaves the rest. And with the rest, we just kind of walk through life, you know, trudging through, not even noticing. For Pretty a, numb, really. Yeah, 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 that's right. And you don't even notice until it's been so long and you're ready for that shift in consciousness. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely awareness is the yeah. beginning. And I, think, and I think soul retrieval is, is something that is, um, that is such a fantastic technique to bring in because, you know, it's all about protection. And yeah. when somebody's been hurt, whether it's in a previous lifetime, whether it's in this lifetime, um, then the soul will try to protect itself. But what we find is that during this process, um, you start to become numb. You start to become like you've lost a, a part of yourself, exactly. which you have, which you have. Um, and so you don't know where you fit in. And so yeah. I think that, you know, being able to do that. So do you do that like, is it kind of like a hypnosis type thing? Is it kind of like as you're going through that soul retrieval process, is that part of the shamanic healing that you do? Uh, this is a part of the coaching that I do. The shamanic healing is kind of, um, I tend to do all of the work myself there. So okay. with shamanic healing, the practitioner journeys for the for the uh, person, for the client. Okay. Whereas with the coaching, what I do is it's the opposite. I make the client do all the work yeah. so that they can learn um, how to heal themselves rather than um, needing to go to someone and have that healing performed. They, they can actually learn those techniques for themselves. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's important because we need to be able to take responsibility for where we are and we need to be able to take the steps necessary to, to start to bring to bring that happiness and fulfillment back into our life. And that means that we need to, you know, we need to look after that soul and we need to deal with the shadow sides. And yeah. I'm sure that's something that you deal with in your coaching is that is the shadow sides of us that, um, that we often miss, like don't look at because we're scared to look at it. And, but it's a part of us that we have to deal with as we go through life. So when you talk about your trans, uh, about transformation, you tend to talk about it as fitting into three different sections, uh, connection, content, and call to action. Can you please explain exactly what you mean by that? Absolutely. So this is a coaching, um, it's part of the coaching basically. So the connection mm -hmm. is essentially finding someone who you can connect with, yep. that you can actually understand and who's, who understands you to that regard. Because not everybody, um, is a match yeah. you know what I mean so there's yeah. some people that I, I don't work with either some um, people resonate with different people exactly that's yeah. right and I believe whoever you're meant to work with will show up mm -hmm. um, as we have look at this yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you for being sister it's so wonderful to see you <laughs> you too <laughs> yeah yeah so the connection basically just finding that person who really connects to your soul that, that you can relate to that can relate to you and, and it I, sort of feels like uh, someone that you've known forever, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's really important with a coach because I think that, you know, a coach is, is somebody that 
that you can trust and somebody that you can can have that that strong connection with that you can talk to openly you can talk to honestly um and i think that as you as you start to um ascend spiritually as you start to really evolve and expand i think these people come to you naturally and you can use your intuition and you know that people are going to come into your life that are there for a purpose. So be open to it and be open to, to having the right coach come to you because they will and you'll just meet them at the strangest of times. Yeah. Um, at least that's what I've found. <laughs> um, so that's great. That's connection. And once we once we found that, somebody. Um, that's the thing they say, right? Uh, mm. uh, once the student is ready, the teacher appears. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and I think, and I, I think that's them. the thing. And they just turn up in your life, and you go, "Well, where did this come from?" <laughs> yeah, <that's> wonderful <laughs> the universe. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Linking everyone together. Yeah, the content absolutely would be the um, uh, all of the or everything that is in the actual program. program. So mm -hmm. everything the person works on. So for example, everybody has different um, specialties. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, so some people are uh, relationship coaches, some are holistic coaches. Um, some people are breakup or divorce court coaches. I came yeah. across one the other day. She was lovely. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so everybody has a different kind of uh, whatever their content is, has to resonate with a person um, yeah. as well. Yeah. The Absolutely. call to action, I believe, is when um, the coach is so such an embodiment of what you would like to achieve in your life that you are called to take that action. Yeah. That they are kind of inspiring you to see the things in your life that aren't quite working out for you. And it could be better just to let you know that you could experience a higher quality of life. Yeah. And um, with that understanding, you're sort of called like, okay, this is it. This is the thing. You know, this is now, now is the time, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, when you get that feeling that I've found the right person, I'm really ready. You've, you've got to be in that space. That you're ready for that transformation right. and you're ready to deal with some, some pretty, you know, some pretty um, vulnerable stuff because we don't get to where we get to without having to go through a lot of things without having to deal with that inner part of us. So yeah. you have to be ready to be doing that. But um, I think that there are some there are some aspects that a lot of us tend to forget about. And that are, those are things like our values and, and our habits and our beliefs and our self-worth, our self-esteem, those sort of things that play a massive part in who we are as a person. What importance do you place on things like values and beliefs and that sort of thing? Those are so important. That's mm. actually the very first thing that I journey with with clients um, in the coaching field. Mm -hmm. um, in the first week, the first thing we do is track out their values, yep. figure out what's important to them. Some people don't even remember what's important to them because no. they've just been in survival mode for a long time. And it's just about getting to the next hour or the next day or the next week or living paycheck to paycheck. Or And how sad is that? It's, yeah. It's and I think that's what's so great about what we do is is just the ability that you know to see the light just go off and go. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Yes. During this whole during this whole COVID um, the pandemic, it has really opened the eyes of so many people because I believe that you know it happened because our we were asleep, we were literally yeah. asleep and we hadn't awakened yet, and so something had to happen for us to be able to awaken and start to recognize what was what we truly desired to to be and to yeah. do 
And so, so many people have, you've seen that light bulb just go off where they've gone, I've been working in the same job for 20 years Mm. and I hate it. And I have finally figured out what I want to do. And it aligns with my values and aligns with my belief system. So, so go into when we talk about values, what does values mean? Values are basically the core drives mm-hmm. that make us want to do something. You know, the thing that creates that action for us is our values. You know yep. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like some some people um, just kind of forget. They totally forget what their values are and why they're even living a certain way anymore. Yeah, it's just you know they get stuck in that survival and the values go out the door. Yeah, and they know? forget what um, they forget what their their vision and what their mission is. And and I think with the coaching, what's so great is you can start to really work with them to be able to figure out what their purpose is, figure out what their passions are, figure out what their what they were put here, what they were designed to to do. So I think that's what's so great about the coaching. Um, now the belief systems. We know that belief systems play a massive part in how um, in our actions and in what part we play in society. And so NLP is a great technique for helping with your um, belief systems, isn't it? Absolutely. Just mm-hmm. to be able to rewire your yeah. mind in a way that's more functional and more progressive for a person mm-hmm. rather than just looping in a cycle of a trauma that they may not even be aware of. That yeah. they've held for so long. Yeah. You know, to be able to uncover that, to dig around and just pull it out by the root and go, okay, well, this is, you know, is this serving us anymore? Like, is this outdated? Does yeah. this belong to an outdated version of ourselves? Or is this in our current reality? A lot of people don't even have that sort of um that awareness. Yeah. And it's like an update, you know, when you get updates on yeah. your phone, sort of thing. Like some people haven't updated for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean we've yeah. been we've been going through if, if we look spiritually, we've been going through some serious updates lately. Um, oh, yeah. that has been that has been causing an expansion and you can feel that expansion. Um, but I think that it's like belief systems are because a lot of those beliefs aren't even ours. And this is the thing, we've we've inherited these belief systems from, from other people, yeah. uh, whether it be our parents, our teachers, our friends, that start from very early on in our life. And so with your coaching, you help them to uncover what those belief systems are and, right. and start to realise what are my belief systems. And if this doesn't serve me, if I'm stuck in a poverty mindset where it's all about my belief system is I have to work a nine to five job and mm. I'm supposed to be getting paid this much money and I've got to live paycheck to paycheck. Well, if that doesn't serve you anymore, you can change it. That's you can, right. That's you can right. totally alter it. So this is what your coaching does, right? Yes, absolutely. So the aim of the coaching is actually not to add anything to the client whatsoever. Yep. It's to remove. It's to remove the things that don't the serve blocks. the client. Yeah. You have to remove those blockages, to release the trapped emotions mm-hmm. that could be manifesting physically. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Or mentally even. Yeah. So that's the beautiful thing about it. It's been so rewarding to be able to help people in that way. Um, some of them have even started showing physical differences, you know, because it's all connected. Yeah. So once you and you talk yeah, and you talk about the body, the mind, and the soul, and we know that that all of them are connected, and we need to we need to 
give some time to each single area of our life, uh, whether it's our, our body um, in the 3D environment, which is our vessel, um, whether it's our mind where we're talking about the subconscious and we're talking about the, um, you know, how we can reprogram those belief systems. And then you go to the soul where we really deal with the spirituality side of things and really connecting with that higher part of us. And so you, you've been on a couple of, a couple of talks lately where you've been discussing this topic and yeah. I really hope that you're enjoying this episode and I ask that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes that I publish from any of my different segments. So let me interrupt the show just for a moment to let you know about something amazing that I have to offer you. Firstly, if you haven't yet signed up for my free Superconscious Success Inner Circle, then definitely go ahead and do that now. However, that's not what I'm here to talk to you about. Today, I want to share with you about my brand new website called Universal Consciousness Workshops that hosts some incredible intensives all throughout the year. We have intensives for our nine anchor transformational process, our self-empowered empath process, our 12 steps to ascension process, and many more. These three-day online intensives are incredible and will provide you with insight that will allow you to grow and evolve as the individual you are designed to be. To discover what intensives are available right now, head across to universalconsciousnessworkshops.com slash intensives and learn more. However, if you're wanting to receive 25% off both the standard and the VIP tickets for any of the intensives, then all you need to do is become a member of that Superconscious Success Inner Circle, which is absolutely free until I reach 1,000 members, at which time it will start to become premium. Get in now and you'll lock it in free for a lifetime. To sign up, just go to superconscioussuccess.com slash inner circle. Okay, thanks so much for listening. Now let's head back to this episode. So what is the connection between the body, the mind and the soul? Oh my gosh, Ooh, that big is... Big question. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, that is, it is the connection. I mean, mm. without one, there wouldn't be the others. Yeah, so it's just this beautiful sort of cyclical um, energetic flow. Yeah, you know, like um, physically, you could be in your peak form, but that if if you were at your peak form at one of them, then that means you're probably letting the other two down. You know, yeah. and that's uh, that's something in the modern society that we don't really see pointed out these days. Like when someone's really fit, they're sort of idolized, they're put on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. um, it's not looked into all the other things that make them unwell. Or yeah. the other things that could use healing, um, because physically they're they're in you know tip top form. So. Yeah, yeah, they work <laughs> yeah. out every day. They eat pretty well, that's right? And, and that's great. They're vessels. Yeah, their vessels in a good place. Yeah, that's right. If someone's got their mind working in in top form and they're totally neglecting their physicality, um, again, they're totally unhealthy. So it's it's just about finding that balance between the three to maintain yeah. that full flow of energy. Um, yeah. to keep us progressive and moving forward absolutely and I think you can't have like you said you can't have one without the other it's you know in order for us to be at our spiritual best then our vessel also has to be healthy absolutely. and and our mind has to be sharp and healthy and so I think I think that's that's fantastic and I think that the transformational process that you do is is really beneficial do you include anything for like physically for the body within that transformation or do you have do you have do you like to work with fitness and nutrition and that sort of stuff as well I love that it's yeah. um it's one of the things I am passionate about 
Yep. Yep. Um, but you know what? When it comes to working with the body, I find yeah. the body follows suit to the mind and yeah. the spirit. Absolutely. So when, when your mind and your spirit is in a healthy, happy place, your body, it's so hard to pick up any diseases like colds or flus, yeah. you know? It's like when you're buzzing, when you're when you're in that sort of high vibe energy all the time, <laughs> you'll notice that you don't really get sick. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, I don't know. Runny nose or, you know, everyone, like I still have not had COVID. I haven't. No, it's me either. Been, and everybody and I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny because I I say the same thing. I say, well, like my daughter's had it. Um, after she went, you know, clubbing, uh, after she turned 18 and went clubbing, <laughs> um, she got it. But I'm still, my husband and I, we're still free from it. My son's still free from it. And I think that, you know, a lot of it comes to the mind. Do we That's believe right. that our body is able to fight off whatever comes at it? Do we honestly trust that our soul and our spirit is going to, is in that space that it's not going to allow? Because illness is not an option. And I've always said, illness is not an option. I've got too much to do on this on this planet, that that's not an option for me. But it's hard for people to understand because we have been brought up in this 3D environment where disease is put in front of us every single day. And so we start to believe the that whole illusion we start to believe that that's the normal way of of being I mean how many times have we been told that once you get old you're expected to go into a nursing home that's right because it's belief systems yeah it's what people have seen so yeah so I totally I totally get it now I want to go a little bit into shamanism because I um I love shamanic healing and it's something that I think can really play a, a positive part in in the whole healing aspect of it. But before we get into that, can you explain to people exactly what is shamanic healing? Okay. So shamanism is often associated with indigenous and tribal societies. Mm-hmm. It usually involves the belief that the shamans with a connection to the other world have the power uh, to heal the sick, to communicate mm-hmm. with the spirits and escort souls of the dead to the afterlife. Um, so shamans are the most notable of multiple religious figures present in traditional Aboriginal religion. Mm-hmm. They function as healers, prophets, diviners, and custodians um, of religious mythology. In yeah. every village, there's at least at least one shaman. Um, to to be a shaman is to be chosen by spirit. Um, okay. It doesn't matter what age, what sex, um, to become a shaman. When chosen, the person goes through a long illness and usually has to accept their fate. So it's a kind of like a dark, a dark night of the soul. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, everyone has their own different versions. Everybody mm-hmm. has um, whatever they're going through. Yeah, um, and the journey on the other side can be a long one. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, and it's a hard time. I mean, the the dark nights of the soul can be can be a very dark <laughs> time, as I as I realized last year. But it was, but at the end of it at the end of that journey um is awakening at the end of that journey is a really enlightened experience and so it's it's an opportunity for us to dig deep and to figure out who we are and to deal with those shadow sides and to deal with with what's going on internally and um so i think it's it's something that that most of us at some point will go through um but we can we can really we can really grow and expand throughout the process. So, um, so that's that's shamanism. You with the shamanism, there's 
they talk a lot about different spirits being the spirit guides and also the power animals. And so are these the two main types of categories that are included within within shamanism? There are so many different kinds of guides that mm. we can call in when we're working in the other world. Yeah. Um, a lot of this is um, everybody has different ones. You know, some people, uh, based on your belief system as well, might yep. call in angels, for example, archangels, angels, yeah. guides like that. Um, some people might be calling in um, specific deities. Some people might be calling in just um, spirit animals or yeah. ancestors, you know. So it depends on you. It depends and on the person. Need. Yeah, and whatever guides are around you. Uh, typically, they say that there's about um, somewhere from eight to nine okay. guides. Yeah. You know, so it can be quite, uh, like for a long time, I didn't understand. And I was like, I don't think I've got any guides. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't hear them. And and I realized after a fair bit of journeying is that I'm constantly hearing them. Yeah. And it makes me very flitty. It makes but, uh, me kind of go from here to there and focusing on different things at once. But it's because I've got about eight eight spirit guides around me uh, constantly just whispering in my ear, sort of flitting around and giving yeah. me downloads of information of how to use my capabilities and abilities. Oh, I, I love the downloads. It's it's um once you get to that place that, that your spirit guides, your higher self, uh, your angels, you know, I, I talk to my angels every day. Um, that they actually start to give you messages and give you hints and you know you yeah. look at synchronicities that start to happen and you look at and and it's exciting it's just like you right. know, I'm always seeing 11 11 on everything every yeah, time I look good. at a clock um, and then and then I might see you know if something else is is going on in your life or in your belief system or in your mind if you're starting to move a little bit negative as such then your angels will come in and they'll they'll maybe give you a 33 33 and say okay snap out of it um it's you know you don't need to be focusing on that so there's there's lots of different things that that the angels will put in front of you feathers Absolutely. and all sorts of things feathers, and yeah. Yeah, feathers butterflies oh my gosh if I'm, I'm in a really I'm high vibe place and I'm going for a walk there'll be butterflies everywhere and it just reinforces um that they're there with you that's and, right. Yeah. And we've always got them with us. And the thing is, I think that every single one of us have spirit guides, whether it's a, whether it's um, people that have been in our life before, whether it's mm. the ascended masters, the angels, the, the spirit animals, we've all got those around us. But our mind is so busy. We don't take time to stop and listen. Exactly. And exactly. I think that's the problem. So how... How would you recommend that somebody then quietens down their mind a little bit so that they can actually start to listen to these messages that are trying to be told to them? You know, I actually went through, I went through this exact thing in my early 20s where yeah. I just kind of, I kept getting all these messages, but I was so, um, so filled with distractions. My head was just so filled with distractions, you know, at that age, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> man-made distractions all around us so to um rid the distractions and eliminating our distractions yeah um have our priorities sort of set out like for example um making time to sit in stillness yeah um you know even just as simple as downloading an app that reminds you to be mindful mm -hmm. you know um just little things like that make space in your day just a little bit of space is better than no space at all yeah um if you're a very busy person 
but just and taking think, that time for yourself. Yeah. And I think, don't you, don't you agree that I think one of the biggest ways that you can do this is by remaining present. And yes. oh, I yeah. And I think that so many of us, we focus so much on the past or we worry so much about the future that we forget that we there is only ever the now, that there's only ever the present that exists. And exactly. so even, so you can be mindful for every second of every day just by, just by recognising that you can't change the past. You can't, there's no point worrying about the future. I am where I am. How am I going to enjoy where I am right now as much as I possibly can? And I've told people, I've said, look, if you're not happy in the job that you're in, but you have to be there because at the moment you're financially, that's that's on your cards, then at least try to find something that yeah. makes you enjoy your job. I mean, I can go and do the dishes or do the washing and still enjoy it because I can I can get into that place of presence I can put my you know favorite podcasts on or whatever and you can stay present at that moment rather than going oh I've got to do the dishes again oh I'm so sick of that's the dishes exactly that's what causes most of the suffering in this world is people are unhappy with where they are yeah and they haven't surrendered to that this is something they're going to have to do and this is something that's just going to have to the sooner you get over it and the sooner you carry on and do it the sooner yeah. it'll be done and you'll have space for the next project and more time to do something else that you'd like to do but yeah people get really carried away with that I feel yeah um, absolutely causes a lot of um disharmony within us so it yeah. gives us so much um distaste for what's going on and people tend to fall into that trap of this sucks <laughs> you know yeah. nothing <laughs> else and it's like well it doesn't have to that's a choice you're making in that moment yeah. and continue to make in the future exactly so, exactly and if you're if you're, if you're present like you're doing the dishes and you're present then you will literally like I'll literally focus on the bowl that I'm washing or focus yeah. on what what I'm doing which allows you to then stay in that 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 split second moment as opposed to thinking about something else going on. And that's really important because that's when you can actually tap into those spirit guides. Those The amount of downloads I get when I'm in complete presence yeah. um, is crazy. It's, it's like, and, and sometimes like I'll be in the car and I'll be driving along and then all of a sudden um, I'll be listening to music because, you know, some nice music. All of a sudden I'll get a download, turn the music off. So I'll turn the music off. And then the downloads start flooding in because, because what they've said is they've said, we need quiet right now. I've got something I need to tell you. And yeah. so, so if you listen to those messages, you can connect to that point and you can go, okay, this is when I'm going to going to get the most downloads. And this is why when you're in the shower, have you noticed this? Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> a bath? Like, oh, a lot of my channeling and my yeah. downloads are always in a bath, somewhere where I'm surrounded in water. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And if you're in the shower and I just realized this and you're in the shower and you're under the shower, you're opening up your crown chakra Yeah. because the water's tapping onto your crown chakra. So it's opening yeah. it up, which means that you're getting downloads. And this is why we get so many great ideas when we're in the shower and yeah. unfortunately there's nothing to write it down so, <laughs> so you've got to remember um but I think they've come out now with stuff you can put on the wall like notepads that you can put on the wall of the shower so you oh. can write down <laughs> I need one of those <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so I think that that's that's really important taking that time to be present um now Marika as part of the shamanic um traditions 
through my research on shamanic healing, there were three, there was three main causes that they said of mental, emotional, and physical illness being disharmony, fear, and soul loss. Now, soul loss is what you're talking about before, right? Where yeah. part of your soul has sort of like removed itself. Absolutely. Um, That's and- kind of like a be all and end all sort of like in that um in that perception, the reason the soul goes is because it's it's it seems safer to do that. It's a protection yeah. method almost you know so is this kind of like when our ego has taken over our ego's taken over at that point and then the soul's just kind of like started to move away um yeah it's kind of like um yeah I suppose the soul is trying to protect the rest of the the rest of the being by Mm -hmm. disappearing so it takes that fragmented part of itself and just goes if I go in that dark corner maybe you'll be okay you know, and um, and it's a journey to go and find that, like to, to actually so this is, find that dark corner where it's disappeared to. So this is where we classify as the shadow side. This is the mm. part of us that has actually moved away, that has mm. actually decided that it was going to um, the disharmonious type of um, part of us that we need to heal. So that was another one was the disharmony and the and the yeah. power loss. So yeah. can you can you explain what that means? Absolutely. So when we're when we're in disharmony with the world around us, when something's just really not right, mm. um, I think that's where the the term dis-ease comes from. It's from not yeah. being at ease with the world around us, um, being at disharmony, and it creates that um, that physical um, illness, you know, yeah. within us. Mm-hmm. So. And that's another thing when people um, stay in a situation for too long and relinquish their power. So when they yeah. when they give their power away to um, a situation that doesn't serve them, a person that doesn't um, serve them. That so, it, so we're talking about things like energy vampires, nar- narcissistic yeah. abuse, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. And that can be as simple as having a friend that always you know, need something from you, but never is there to give you something when you're down. Yeah. It's as simple as keeping that person in your life. That can, that can lead to the power loss. Toxic people. That's right. Because you're allowing that to um, be around. So the soul sort of responds in the same way. Like, okay, I'll just, I'll just go over here until you want to hear me. Yeah. Um, And we just function without for a long time sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I think that, you know, once we can get into true harmony with, with the world around us, with the people around us, we, we're careful of the people that we allow into our lives because that mm. is our choice. Yeah. Um, and, yes, sometimes we have to let go of people that we didn't want to let go of. It's just part mm. of life. But, um, but I can totally understand why the soul would be doing that. And then the third thing that the shamans talk about is fear. Now, this is something that we all um, deal with at some point. And so go a little bit into fear and how we may be able to um, or how that kind of works alongside the other two principles. Yeah. The way that I see it, fear is um, fear is the opposite of love. Mm-hmm. you know so to live in your natural state which is love which is bliss which is joy yeah um to be vibrating at the 
the the the vibrating on fear is yeah. so far away from where we're supposed to be it's a complete disharmony it's almost the opposite end of the scale yeah so when people as, live as a, out of fear and make fear-based choices then they're not mm -hmm. actually allowing themselves to be in homeostasis to be in balance um mm. and to be back to to the way that they came here exactly you know, very disharmonious and yeah. i think it's it's it comes down to a lack of trust and a lack of faith because yeah. I think if we if we had full faith that things were going to turn out for us, there would be no fear. We would know that life was was about love. We'd know that life was about expansion. We'd know that life was about the journey, and yeah. <laughs> and we'd know that no matter what came into our life, it was for the it was for our own good. It was for exactly. our own benefit. Yeah, um, it happened for us, not yeah. to us. <laughs> exactly, because because let's face it, how how much of our society is living in victimization right now? Yeah. Um, everything that's happened has happened against me or to me mm. rather than it's happened for me to be able to expand. It's happened for me to be able to, to grow and we create our own realities. So we can, we, if we don't like something, we can change it. That's right. Um, yeah. but that comes down to a lot of inner work, right? Mm. And if we can't change it, then we can change our perception our perception it. of it absolutely absolutely yeah. just like just like you know you can either see something as a glass half full or something as a glass half empty we have yeah. the choice That's and right. and perception is such a big thing um because like you said what what one person sees as as a flaw is probably something that somebody else sees as a as a a benefit you know this is this is the thing that we need to sort of like focus on as well so um wow that's that's powerful I think that fear and fear is also worrying about the worrying about the future that's right and I think it was Lao Tzu who said that mm -hmm. um if you're anxious you're oh sorry if you're depressed you're living in the past yep. if you're anxious you're living in the, in the future, future. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. He did. Right. People aren't yeah. being present, and that's creating this disharmony in their minds. It's giving them, you know, different forms of disease because they they're not being present with what's in front of them and appreciating with gratitude. Well, that's um, the thing because when you are yeah. anxious or living in the future or living in the past, and you're not present, then you're not able to tap into all those things that are happening either. Because your exactly. mind is constantly focused on on other things, so I think that's great. I think that we really need to. I think if we could all manage to figure out how we could manage our fears, and we could work through them, and we could start to recognise that that we have unlimited, untapped potential there, and there's nothing to worry about because everything yeah. will be okay. Then I think that we would live in a much happier society for oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so let me so let me ask you if somebody was to go to you for shamanic healing because you do um you do the transformational coaching and you do some shamanic healing as well now if yeah. they were to go to you for that what would a shamanic healing session look like so a shamanic reiki uh, a shamanic healing session for me it mm -hmm. incorporates quite a few different elements mm -hmm. um, to use for that healing so i tend to use um I tend to use my spirit guides, so I'll call in my guides. I'll call in um, anyone who wants to be present for the for the greater good of yep. myself and the person in front of me and the world around us. Yep. Um, I'll call in the angels. Um, I'll call in the four corners, um, and then I'll start to use mantra. Mm hmm Yeah, like Sanskrit mantra to yep. um, just to clear some energy. I'll use singing bowls. I'll use crystals, gridding, things like that. Reiki as well. Nice. Um, 
symbols. Yeah, there's a few different things that I like to use. I use um, uh, different forms of animals as well sometimes. So I use feathers in my healing. Sometimes cool. I use foam. It depends completely on what I feel the person needs. Yeah. Um, so the tools that I use are always completely dependent on uh, the person. On the individual in person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're mm. all different. We're all different um, biologically or biochemically. So what's going to work for one person isn't going to work for somebody else. So um, exactly. so you really have to use your intuition and and your feeling about each individual client and what's going to benefit them. So yeah, that's exactly it. Fantastic. Yeah, so it goes for about an hour, I'd say, sometimes yeah. more. Sometimes more. Some people need more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what can so they? Okay, cool. And what can they expect to sort of like how, what can they sort of expect to feel at the end of a session? Oh, wow. You know what? Um, honestly, everybody perceives energy so differently. Mm. Um, it also has such different needs within their body. Mm -hmm. um, for example, one of my clients, she says every time she has a session with me, um, she, she goes, oh, every time I have a session with you, I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, it, it's because I'm, I've got like, um, it's because I've got bowel problems yeah. and I'm always constipated. So she goes, so once you're moving it, me out. she goes, it just clears me out. So for her, that's, what <laughs> that's me. awesome. So all my clients shit themselves. So please don't think that if you come to me, you're gonna shit yourself. <laughs> it depends saying. on it depends um, on what you're trying to heal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, yeah. So everybody has a different um, way to perceive energy. That's right. Some people feel the vibration. Some people um, feel the heat and the cold and the change in temperature around different parts of their body. Some people yeah. feel it like a buzzing or a vibration. Um, I had someone say it felt like lightning the other day. Oh, Like wow, when I put okay. my hand over the top of them. I'd never touch people in the healing sessions. Yeah. Um, I think that it, it makes it very clear for the person what they're experiencing Yeah. if I'm not touching them. You know what I mean? As, mm -hmm. as opposed to if you put your hand on someone and they go, I think it was warm, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I like to eliminate that just Let by the energy allowing the energy to work through and they can perceive it how they see it. Yeah, nice. but some people even see colours as it moves through their chakras. So it depends on the way that your perception works as well. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. What an awesome experience. Um, definitely something that I, I think I'm going to try. I have to say I have not been to a shamanic healing session, but um, maybe next time I'm I'm over east, I'll come and see you and, and have a session with you. I would love that, Jen. I oh, really would. That would be would. so much fun. I'm honored. Yeah, that <laughs> would be so, so much fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, then we awesome. can hang out some more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We'll party. Um, okay. <laughs> so so uh, if somebody would like to... Um, get in touch with you what is the best way for them to do this okay so um they can find me on social media you can find yes. me under marika j nyan i'm on um i think all the platforms at the moment so there's uh tiktok there's linkedin um you can find me on instagram as well and i've got mm -hmm. pages on facebook my yes. website is www.marikajnyan.com awesome It'll yep. all be in the show notes, so I'll, I'll put them in the show notes so that when the podcast is published, you'll be able to see all of this. And Wonderful. so, and she also has some beautiful crystals that <laughs> um, that she actually makes. So what is the website address for your crystals? Thank you. Um, it's also on the, the Marika J. Nyan one. So it's basically just in a shop tab there and it'll okay. have the crystal tricks tab on the side. I'm actually wearing the piece today. Yeah. So this one, it's a it's oh. uh, Larry Moore with turquoise. Yeah. Little turquoise accent. I do love it. 
she's, she's got <laughs> some absolutely beautiful stuff there I went and had a had a browse before and I'm like oh what am I gonna buy I'm gonna buy that so yeah no I infuse them with shamanic energy as well so I give them a little bit of a I clear them out uh, at yep. the beginning so I clear them out I surround them with singing bowls and grid them with other crystals and and then I just sort of um instill that shamanic energy in there so the healing goes further a lot of Beautiful. people love shiny things yes but not, not a lot of people invest in their soul so I'm just going to throw it in there as a freebie <laughs> yeah no I think I think that's fantastic I'm thinking I think it's really great to charge these these things with some real positive energy um yeah. so that when you're wearing it and you do notice the difference. You you can feel the difference as you're wearing them. So um, so definitely check out uh, Marika's site and and check out her jewelry because she's got some really beautiful stuff there. So and she makes it herself. So you know it, it's kind of I like a passion of hers. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little little hobby that she loves. So um, so thank you so much for being here with me today, Marika. It was so great to talk to you again, and um, and we definitely have to keep in touch. You're so welcome, Jen. It was absolutely such a pleasure. Thank you okay. for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Marika. Bye.